Hello, hello. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to another installment of Through the Wealth Lens. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and as always, we've got Mr. Hannes Grasher, International Private Wealth Advisor at UBS, joining us momentarily. Uh, but look, first and foremost, we're going to take a quick moment to say thank you to you, our audience, jumping aboard on the show with us today. As you know, each episode, Hannes and I, we tackle a new wealth management-related topic. We tap into his you know, experience on the matter to pluck out some insights and ultimately look at wealth management as a whole through that proverbial wealth lens. Today, though, we've got a great topic lined up for you. It's a topic that most of us are are familiar with, but when you really get into the weeds of it, there's a lot more to unpack in terms of internal and external elements at play. And I'm really excited to jump into this today with Hannes. And what I'm talking about is preparing heirs for their inheritance. See what I mean? All right, with that, let's go ahead and bring out Hannes Grasher to get today's conversation going. Hannes, how are you doing this morning? Good to see you. Hey, Ryan. Great to be back. Hey, great. Always good to have you back here on the show, Hannes. And and I'm looking forward to our discussion today because, yes, it is one of those discussions that most of us think we have an idea of what goes on during this this process of inheriting wealth. But as we're going to see today with our conversation with you, there's a lot more that goes on to it. And Hannes, to get our conversation rolling today, I think the best place to start is acknowledging just the question. Are your heirs ready to deal with the wealth that you may pass on to them one day? That's really where our discussion starts today. And as we just mentioned, inheritances, though, they can be a very big deal for people. I mean, if you really want to get down to it, a life can be changed overnight when it comes to this this process. But, Hannes, in your experiences, you've seen that inheritances can be a little bit of a double-edged sword. Walk me through why you believe that's the case. Yeah, Ryan, that that is right. Uh, Inheriting money comes with plenty of benefits, of course. And as you know, a lot of our clients are entrepreneur, business owners who have really created their own wealth and they've never received an inheritance or if maybe just a small one and they've never given one. So they're looking at this as, you know, kind of, hey, this is great. What could the problems possibly be? And right. So from being less worried um, about paying for life's necessities to enjoying advantages of affluence. So more spending on luxury goods, you know, nice cars, maybe exotic travel, the best education for your kids. So often inheritors find that life's key stumbling blocks are now removed. And Mm -hmm. in in a lot of cases, they also want to make sure that their kids don't have to face the same hardships they did. And which is a natural inclination, you know, of, of all parents and most parents. That said, an inheritance, whether it's a huge one or even a modest one, doesn't automatically mean a life of ease. Mm-hmm. The reality is that inheriting wealth can create unique challenges and conflicts, both internal and external. An unexpected windfall can be the root of significant problems for your heirs and therefore for the parents or the ones doing the giving. Right, Hannes, there's two sides to this coin, the positive side of, yes, the wealth influx into an heir's life, but also, yes, these conflicts. So I want to get into these conflicts. When you say internal and external conflicts, what what are we talking about here? What are those kinds of conflicts that they have to deal with? Yeah, this can get a little sticky and and inheriting the cycle of fortune can be confusing to some inheritors. Um, And I know 
that the first reaction that our clients have is that most of the time, what a great problems to have, right? And they can't even imagine what problems could possibly come from this. And, but very often, significant wealth goes hand in hand with status and power, which sometimes leads to heirs abusing their positions. They start drifting from their, let's say, best self. For example, they become narcissists and bullies using their inherited wealth as a justification for cruel or boorish behavior, the kind of behavior no one would to impart on their kids or grandkids. I know it's a little bit of a negative, but I just wanted to get it out there because it does happen. And we want to prepare for and discuss some of these unspoken concerns and worries givers might have. In some cases, inheritors feel trapped and isolated. They find that money all of a sudden has set them apart and they feel different from their usual group of friends. They might think that a new acquaintance is just after their money. These are some of the unintended consequences. Also, often, inheritors who think they don't deserve the money end up feeling guilty. It's not uncommon for them to ask themselves the why question, right? Why me? And feel that the family money is more of an anchor that they don't want to deal with and because of all the problems that come with inheriting a lot of money. Yeah, and I, yeah. And that's really a, a missed opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. So there can be a lot of emotional or psychological hurdles that make an inheritance anything but easy or fun. And this is really quite the opposite of what our clients think about first when they find out about receiving an inheritance. And yeah, sorry for becoming a little negative, but we always find that you know, we, if we name the problem and talk about it, then we can prepare for it and solve it. No, you took the words right out of my mouth, Hannes. I mean, yes, while this is, it can be viewed as a positive situation, there are some negative outcomes that come into play. And you're right, we, if we can address it head on, you know, and are prepared for it, then we can mitigate the fallout. And that being said that, I mean, that transitions beautifully into my next question, Hannes, and that is, how do you start? Where do you start with addressing these kinds of issues and ultimately helping heirs on the front end? Sure. I mean, we have found that it's often helpful to start by looking at some at how some of the wealthiest and most successful families address key financial matters and challenges. And we find that these so-called super rich families are typically families with over $500 million in net worth tend to take the right steps and implement really smart plans, especially in regards to how their heirs access and manage inherited wealth. So looking at them as a model for guidance may make a lot of sense. And their strategies can potentially inform your own action plan, regardless of whether you are the one receiving the money or the one giving the money. Right, Hannes, I mean, that's that's really the, the gist of our show is here. We're, we're taking strategies and insights and looking through the wealth lens of those that are affluent, that maybe are in that super rich category and plucking out some of those lessons that can be learned and applying them to our own situations. Uh, you know, that being said, what do you see the, you know, the extremely successful families doing, or maybe in some cases not doing, Hannes, when it comes to preparing those heirs? Sure. So in our experience, we find that most wealth creators want to pass the results of their hard work and commitment to their children and other loved ones. So the focus, they focus on the financial matters, right? The aim here is to be tax efficient 
in transferring the wealth. For instance, there are a number of different tax strategies that can be employed to mitigate inter intergenerational wealth loss, and which is really the key concern of many individuals and families with significant wealth. Now, this aspect of transferring family wealth is the most straightforward for most affluent families and the starting point. But if that's all you're focused on, you are really missing a key piece of the puzzle. The second consideration is making sure heirs will be smart about the money. This is where we see the most successful families really differentiate themselves in terms of how they view wealth and how they view inheritances. A major concern of ultra-affluent wealth creators is that inheritors will misuse the wealth they're given. They believe, rightly so in our opinion, that being given control of a large amount of money and being able to make wise decisions do not always align. But, and this is important, it's not just the wealth creators who are concerned about the ability of heirs to manage their inheritances. It's also often the heirs themselves it can be easy for heirs to mismanage their fortunes or just not be confident in their management skills. And we find that many inheritors recognize that. So that means that heirs need to be well prepared for the day when they receive their inheritances. Yeah, I mean, that's a great way to bottom line it for us, Hannes. And, and given all those internal and external conflicts you mentioned earlier, coupled with the consequences and fallout of their actions once they receive that inheritance, it the question that begs to be asked now is where to begin? Like, where do you begin with fostering that level of financial intelligence among heirs so that way when that day comes that they do inherit wealth, they're ready? I mean, we always say start with the present. Right. A good starting point for understanding how inheriting wealth might affect heirs' lives is seeing how money impacts them today. Where are they in their lives, in their journeys? Have they had summer jobs? And do they know the value of earning their own money? How do they spend the money they are given for birthdays or Christmas or Hanukkah, for example? Parents will generally have some idea about how their children's, children value money. And when they get into their teens, the majority of inheritors have some idea that they're wealthy. I mean, kids today are quick, right? Sure. I mean, today, attempts by parents to hide or downplay their affluence are just not realistic. Again, kids today are not going to be fooled, and they can easily do online searches to get an idea of their family's wealth, or they realize that not everyone goes on exotic vacations or has several homes. So we do not recommend the avoidance method. Heirs mm -hmm. should be encouraged to consider the answers to questions such as, is wealth a source of terrific possibilities or source of horrific problems or some combination of the two? How is the money affecting their lives? Is wealth the cause of serious relationship strength that brings the families together? Or is it the source of problems? If so, what are these strengths or problems and with whom are they occurring? And to what extent do you find yourself by your family money? What would, you what would happen if the money vanished overnight? Now, this is of course, most of the time, a fictitious worst case scenario, but it forces you to assess yourself and your relationship to money and wealth. Also, parents should assess the abilities of their children 
to manage the inheritance along these lines. If the children are not up to the job, what steps need to be taken to ensure they become capable or are properly supported and will not waste it? Sure. So, Hannes, what I'm hearing there is that it sounds like as a as a matriarch or patriarch, once you get a good idea of, you know, your your heir's current views on wealth, that should then help you into the process of of the future steps to educate that heir. Am I hearing you correctly on that? Yes, absolutely. Chances are you'll find there's a range among heirs in terms of their ability to intelligently and prudently handle significant wealth. And that means different heirs will probably need different approaches to wealth education in order to best handle their inheritances. Taking these factors into account before handing over control of assets can tremendously help the process. And I'm sure it won't surprise you to hear that there are many different ideas of how to best teach heirs to manage money. Now, a lot of professionals focus on educating heirs about wealth management, right? Teaching them the fundamentals, such as the difference between stocks and bonds, as well as methodologies, such as asset allocation. And then they may also deal with different possible estate planning tools, like how, how trusts work. But this is where we see the problem. This approach is generally appeal, appealing to those heirs who want to handle the mechanics of wealth management. Is this everyone? It is not. This is really just a small subset of all heirs, right? We all have different styles of learning, different capabilities and different interests. And we find that most inheritors are not interested in these types of details. So we need to center our approach on the different strengths and capabilities of the individuals involved. If they're not interested in the details or mechanics, what are they interested in, right? And so we need to meet them there and then customize an education and wealth management plan to fit the individual situation. Sure, Hannes, you took the question right out of my mouth. I was really thinking, given everybody's level of varying interest in wealth as a whole, I sure, there are bound to be some circumstances where heirs are not, you know, they're not leaping at the idea of becoming educated at the level that their, you know, matriarch or patriarch might want to see them at when it comes to receiving that inheritance one day. So I'll ask you, is there an approach that you find uh, with your team at UBS that might be more appealing than others uh, to potential inheritors? So an approach we find to be much more effective across all types of inheritors is focusing on how to be responsible with their wealth. And this means providing them with a good foundational understanding of the bigger picture. And by knowing what they want to achieve financially and being attuned to what is going on with their money, they can make more informed decisions. Even if the assets are in a trust, heirs are best served if they understand how the trust has been set up and what they're designed to accomplish. And most importantly, why they were set up in the first place. That way, heirs can better understand that what is going on in the trust is what is supposed to be happening and how it can benefit and improve their lives and the lives of their loved ones. A second key aspect of teaching heirs to be responsible with their wealth is giving them the ability to effectively select and work with professionals. You know, we're talking about lawyers, accountants, wealth managers. And part of that means empowering the heirs to know how to provide 
avoid professionals who may want to do a good job for their clients, but let, lack the prerequisite skills. Mm-hmm. Even more problematic, especially for heirs that receive sig- significant sums, is the possibility of being exploited by people who may not have their best interest at heart. Quite frankly, we've heard horror stories all, right? And significant wealth is a magnet for all manners of financial predators, for lack of a better term. So having the skills to identify such people before they do harm is really a, a real necessity for most inheritors. And one, they will really appreciate, appreciate having. Sure, responsibility being a really key key and, and thoughtful approach that you guys take over at UBS. And I, I hear where you're coming from. In addition to that, that approach, you know, where responsibility comes first, are there, are there any other elements, Hannes, that matriarchs or patriarchs should be thinking about when it comes to ultimately preparing their heirs for that day? Another big area where inheritor education efforts can help is to show how inheritors can potentially use their money to better the life of others. This altruistic part is really a cornerstone of what we see working best in transferring significant wealth. Research has shown that 87, that's almost 90% of grantors, are intent on passing on their core values. Most have had heard the saying, from short sleeves to short sleeves in three generations, and they want to avoid that destiny. This is part of the stewardship of an inheritance, and it may involve a deep discussion of values and the importance of using wealth to have a positive impact in the community or on the world at large. And so discussions about philanthropy and causes of importance to the family get the ball rolling here, right? So these discussions are better started sooner than later. For example, we facilitate facilitate family meetings where all the generations come together and discuss and learn about the philanthropic intents of the family and are shown the positive impact the family money has on others. In one such case, a family had funded the building of several clean water wells in different villages in Africa, and the family took a trip to experience the impact of their giving firsthand. This is obviously an extreme example, but it shows how the values of the patriarch or matriarch can influence the heirs and can help different family generations to focus on a common goal. Additionally, There may be a need to discuss issues of money and self-esteem, and this is getting a little sticky, but new wealth can produce feelings of anxiety, even worthlessness amongst some heirs. So this is getting back to the internal part, right? Um, This is often seen when inheritors' self-worth is too tied to their wealth, which fuels an intense fear of losing the wealth, and therefore, they're losing their self-esteem. Delving into ideas that help separate people's wealth from their overall self, overall sense of self, can help foster a more comfortable relationship between an inheritor and his his or her inheritance. And this is not solved overnight, but you can really see how early preparation can really help this process. Oh my gosh, tremendously. And I really appreciate you sharing that example with us because yes, that is, that was a great example of how a matriarch and patriarch could, you know, physically show their heir the good that their wealth can do and can continue to do if, you know, 
the right steps are taken once that wealth is transferred over to the year later on. Um, well, Hannes, another big thing is, you know, our show is, you know, we're meant to help our audience here to look through this wealth lens. And while, yes, we're talking about some of the strategies that the super rich or the affluent are making on a regular basis, I do want to be clear, you don't necessarily need to be inheriting enormous sums for these types of educational efforts to be important and helpful to heirs, correct? Like this is, this, these are, these are strategies that can really be implemented by any family, regardless of their level of wealth, correct? Yeah, absolutely right. And you'll see these examples, especially amongst the first generation wealth with the entrepreneurs who had a tiny inheritance. I mean, sometimes it's not even money that's passed down. It could be a tool or recipe that was given to them by their parents or grandparents, and that was used to create significant wealth. It gave them a lesson for life. And what we're doing here is to apply these lessons that we have learned from the very affluent families and apply these skills and best practices across the spectrum because they can help everyone. If you have something that you want to leave to the next generation, let's figure out how to do it right. Let's figure out how to do it responsibly. And let's make sure that the inheritance imparts the values you want to impart on them. The key is to get going well before assets are transferred from one generation to the next. Encourage heirs to think about their views, their values and attitudes toward money and wealth and how those might change if their bottom line suddenly had additional zeros. In particular, help them understand some of the financial basics and smart ways to sign up professionals they're working with or may encounter down the road. And there's also a hidden benefit here. It doesn't just apply to the inheritance. Teaching them these foundation gives them a lesson for life. They may start up a company by applying the lessons and values learned through this process and build foundational wealth entirely on their own. And they'll be facing the same internal challenges. I mean, these are really values and lessons clients can pass on their kids, onto their kids, well ahead of time by starting the conversation early. So there are multiple benefits even beyond the, this discussion of inheritance. And armed with this strong self-awareness and a solid foundation of financial knowledge, your heirs can get most from their inheritance. Yeah, Hannes, I, I love that. I mean, there's never a better time to start than now. Get the education efforts going early, plant those seeds of knowledge and allow that wealth to be passed on to, you know, capable hands when the time comes. That's really what this conversation is about today, preparing those heirs for that day that the inheritance becomes theirs. And Hot is zooming out for a hot moment. I mean, boy, we've learned a lot at our audience today, a lot to be absorbed and considered when it comes to this preparation process for heirs. Who then should families turn to? Let's say this conversation is really resonating with some of our audience members out there today, and they're they're thinking, okay, yeah, I, I I might need to start taking some steps to go about this process myself with my family. Who should these families turn to and look to for help with educating their heirs, and then of course preparing them for that day that the uh, the inheritance would be transferred over? I think the first and probably best resource is your current wealth manager especially if your children already know him or her and see that she or he is a trusted advisor to family. From, from there, it may depend on the specific issues that a family wants to, to address or discuss. For example, maybe the wealth manager enlists an expert in financial psychology to help family, the family deal with issues around wealth and meaning or affluence and self-worth. 
or perhaps a philanthropy-focused professional is brought in to discuss concepts around doing well by doing good, sort of what we talked about earlier. The really good news is that there are many resources out there who can help families in these situations. And I can't emphasize enough the importance of bringing in an external experts to help address these issues. Take the extra step to assemble a team that can help to get these discussions started and start early. Your heirs will thank you for it. I'm sure they will. And, and Hannes, one final question for you today as we bring our conversation to a head. If, uh, if those that are in our audience were interested in pursuing this conversation with you and maybe want to reach out and have some questions answered, how, should, how would somebody go about getting in touch with you and your team at UBS? Certainly our, our website and uh, telephone, telephone number is listed um, in this podcast. And um, we're certainly happy to talk to anyone who may be facing these problems to see if we can help them. Fantastic. Well, Hannes, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day to, to walk us through this conversation, because like I framed at the beginning, it's something that we all think we know, but once we really get into the weeds of, of this idea of preparing their, you know, heirs for that day, the inheritance comes, there really are a lot of intangible factors that come into play. So I appreciate you really outlining what they are, how to work through them, how to prepare for them. A lot of great stuff in our conversation today. So I appreciate you jumping aboard for it. I'm looking forward to the next one already. You're welcome, Ryan. Alrighty. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment to thank you, our audience, of course, for jumping along for the conversation today. If you liked what you saw and you liked what you heard today, please feel free to comment on the show, subscribe to it on any platform you're checking us out on. And then of course, share this information with friends, families, business owners, maybe that you think would benefit from the conversations that Hannes and I have, because at the end of the day, these conversations are meant for you to have you take a look through the wealth lens and enjoy some of the strategies that we discuss. And boy, do we have some good ones coming up for you in some future episodes so for mr hannes grasher i'm ryan ruff we're saying so long and we thank you so much for joining us on today's edition of through the wealth lens <laughs>